North Star, what up, what's up, man? What's up, North Star? I've been wanting to talk to you, man. What's up? No, really, what's I, uh, up, man? I've just been trying to trying to keep it on, keep it on here, man. Been getting kicked out. That's what's up. You said you got kicked out. Shit. Yeah, it's been like kicking me off of live chats and shit. Kicking me off of uh, mine. Wait, I'll be talking to were somebody. You, and were you in one of my lives? No, 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 no. Well, I went into one of your lives and was listening to you. And like it wouldn't let me. I couldn't like send you a message or nothing because I was wanting to talk to you and shit. And then all of a sudden, like even on my own, it was uh, like like I was talking to uh, uh, Mr. No Show the other day. We was having a real good one. And it took him out, uh-huh. and then it came. He come back, found me, and he come back, and we was doing it again. Then it took me out. Oh, what the and hell? Like people were people. What, uh, what? People were telling me we was listening to you, and then all of a sudden we got moved to another room. So I don't know. Okay, what? Um, got to be a what? What live, a good was, what live was it that? Uh, what live was it that you had uh, that heard? On you remember who I was talking to or what we were talking about? Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. I'll tell you exactly which one it was because it was just like, <clears throat> oh, hell. It was uh, Sunday, I believe. Uh, uh, you was talking to uh, Cool. Cool like that. You actually talked to like uh-huh. 11, 10, 11 people all together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be pretty it's open just, to talking to whoever. Yeah, yeah. It just, it kind of, and see, I had you followed, man. I followed you, and now it's saying I'm not following you, so I'm going to go ahead and follow you again. Yeah, I, I threw you a follow, too. So uh, where, where are you located? Okay. It sounds like you got a little southern accent. Yeah, man, I am in Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. How are things going yeah, on like going on out there? I know the Brianna Taylor thing is a big big topic of discussion still. Yeah, man. They're fucking up that whole city though. I mean the, the you know, it's it's the awareness needs to be there. But <clears throat> dismantling the whole city is just ignorant, you know what I mean? Because that's fucking it up for everybody. It ain't just you know, it's like I told a friend of mine the other day, he lives up there in Louisville. And, uh, you know, he was talking about how his small business was destroyed. And, uh, you know, different people talking about the same thing. And like I told him, you know, the sad part is, is while we're fighting for, for this and fighting for that, we got to be careful what we're destroying in the process. You know, like why go and take it out on a small business? That small business ain't got nothing to do with it. All you're doing is taking food out of somebody else's mouth when you do it. You know, I mean, focus that shit where it needs to be, I guess. But like, I don't know. Yeah. And you know, have you, heard, have you heard the, have you heard the con- conflict and stories that's come out of that now? Like, I no, don't even know what's real anymore. Oh, it's yeah, that's, 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 that, that's usually kind of the thing. I had did a podcast on my, um, on the North Star Station on my radio podcast that I was calling the George Floyd effect, where like these things are happening. The way that they break the story is just it's it's too provoke at this point. They break the story and then uh 
they give you the rest of the story a week or two later, and it and it it's a it's a whole nother story at that point with all the details. But when they break the story, it's just minimum details. And it, and it well, looks it's like you bad. said, it's to jump shit off, man. It's to jump shit off, you know, and, and it's to, it's to, to create this atmosphere of division amongst everybody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that that's just the way I see it. I got in trouble for saying that the other day. I actually had a guy got triggered on me. Well, you're making a lot of, of the struggle and what's really going on. I said, dude, no, I'm not. That's not what I said at all. What I said is the media has become so divisive and they use this shit as a means to drive more division and more of a wedge between people instead of waiting for the whole thing to come through and telling the whole story. They want us all hating on each other because if we're hating on each other, we're watching their station. If we're watching their station, they're making money. I'm an entertainer. I'm a podcaster. I'm a performer. I know this. If if, if what I'm singing about or talking about, if, if you're into it, then I'm going to get your business. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, and the media works the same way, man. I mean, they got ratings they got to worry about. And it ain't it ain't good. It ain't right at all. But I mean, it's the truth. But it's just crazy, man. I mean, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know the truth on that whole deal with her. I mean, there's still shit coming out and you don't know what's being. But put like, out with there that, with that, being like with that being said, though, you know, like, like how you said, it's pointless of like people tearing up the entire city. Like, like when, you know, yeah. you know, as a black man, I understand the, the pain, like, Nobody gives a fuck oh, yeah. about the entire city when you know what I'm saying. When right, right, right. I get the point on that. Just, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. When I understand that, and that's you know, but that was that was kind of the the point I was making. There's got to be something left when it's all over with, too. I mean, like like there's small businesses being affected by it that are owned by black people that are being destroyed. I mean, their bank accounts, everything they've had has been put into this business, and it's being destroyed. And, you know, it's just like nobody, like I went up there when this all first started, I was coming through before they like really started riding really bad. And, you know, there's uh, people standing around with fucking guns loaded and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? It looks like, I mean, it, to me, it looked like a war zone. You know what I'm saying? Like people going right. to kill each other. And I'm like, how is this solving anything? How is this? But again, too, like a like a friend of mine brought to point, you know, he said sometimes, you know, he said as bad as it may sound, he said sometimes it takes an uprising like this to get the point across and to be heard. So I feel like you know that's about that's thing what it is. Like, like even like with that being said, like like <clears throat> how do you feel? Because one one of the biggest things that um, like when it comes to this is like. The, where the divisiveness comes at is like well, right and right and wrong is wrong. You know what I mean? So right. we all watch it. We all watch the same thing on the TV screen. And then there's some people right. that feel or make it a way to be justified. Like regardless that the law was broken or not, there is a process that is to be gone through. And usually like death is not, you know, it's not a, it's not a, you know, justful process of whatever crime was being committed you know what i mean and then right not only that we see like there's there's just a an underlining kind of denial of the 
racial discrimination that may be going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that a lot, too. I mean, the, you know, if there's a good thing that I can say about what's happening as far as the riots and all that stuff and the looting and all that kind of crap, <clears throat> if there's a, one good thing that I can say about it, it, you know, it's people are finding out now everybody's sick of the dual track justice system. And, and you know, I get exactly what you're saying because probably – and, and I'm just and, and I can't say for certain because I'm not there and I'm not a part of that deal actively. But like I can say this, I feel like perhaps had this not all come down and I'm not talking about George Floyd being killed, uh, that should have never happened regardless. But I feel mm-hmm. like had it not exploded into such a vocal point, it probably like, you know, it, it may have been another one of those deals that got swept under the rug. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, yeah. there's this justice yeah, yeah. system. There's this thing that they have to go through, and it might have gotten, you know, it might have gotten kind of like, I don't know if you notice this or not, but I've seen this with with friends of mine. I've got a lot of black friends, and I, I've seen this with them, and I've compared it to other situations that I knew with a, a predominantly white person. I have seen a, uh, I had a white friend of mine got in trouble for something. He went through trial like within six months. He was through trial and everything and serving his time. He was out in five years. A black friend of mine, it was the exact same situation, exact same deal. It took them like almost two years to even bring him to trial. He sat in jail that entire time. Then they incarcerated him and he stayed in there for like, uh, shoot, I think it was like 11 years. And just happened to get out because it was so over. It was just, and he happened to get out because it was so overpopulated. And like they had the same criminal record. Like it wasn't one of those deals. Because a friend of mine brought up the point. He said, well, yeah, but maybe he had a more active criminal record. He'd been in more trouble. No, he'd actually been in less trouble than this other guy. And still, you know, it took him all that time to bring him to trial. And he ended up pulling 11, 10, 11 years. I mean, which he's out now and he's he's doing good and everything like that. But I mean, that's 10, 11 years of that man's life. And this, right, you know, this you other that guy did this. Yeah. And this other guy did the same shit. And, and so then kind of the argument became, well, you know, do you blame that the, the white guy? No, you don't blame the white guy. The white guy was in the, in the same situation. It was just I feel like they took liberties with the black guy because he was black. They stretched it out. They did it. You know, they didn't give him the same speedy trial and everything that they gave the other guy. And they did it purposely because it was the same fucking court system. Wasn't like they was in a different city where there's different statutes, you know? So they can't say that shit like, well, his case was more difficult. It was the same fucking thing. So why does one guy get? So let me, let me, let me, let me me ask you this. Let me ask you, let me ask you like, as as a as a white man or a white male in this country, is it is it like is it like is it difficult or is it non beneficial to be able to identify with the struggles of African Americans in this country? Like when it's going on, not necessarily like being in the protest, but um, like speaking up about it amongst each other. Oh man! Like, well, I put it this way. I put it this way. You know, they they talk about the shadow ban stuff now, but I've faced that shit my whole mm-hmm. life. 
because I've always been outspoken because like, like I said, my best friend growing up was black, you know, and, and this is a, this is a situation. A lot of, a lot of people probably haven't dealt with that I've dealt with. That was kind of unique in a sense to me because, you know, like I said, he was my very best friend. He was like a brother to me. We were together every day, all day long. And, uh, you know, we played sports together and everything else. And his uncle, and this was when we were, I guess we were getting ready. We had just started high school and his uncle was killed by a white man. And it set off this kind of racial war around where I was growing up at the time. And like, it was, I remember being hurt because like he, he couldn't come hang out with me anymore. And it wasn't, it wasn't because of my mother. My mother didn't care. She loved him to death, but like his family wouldn't let him come because, and we didn't understand at the time, but it was because of, it was for safety reasons. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it, mm-hmm. it got so stupid so fast. And like, it ripped a lot of people apart. Like his girlfriend at the time was a white girl and he was never, he wasn't allowed to see her anymore. He wasn't allowed to talk to her anymore. And I watched some of the shit he went through, man. I mean, and what I went through myself, here was my best friend for several years and I couldn't even call him, you know, like we couldn't, like we'd see each other at school. But by that point there was this, I don't know, like invisible wall, I want to say. So, and, and, but you know, I stayed in there, him and I are still friends to this day. You know, he's, he's moved away and got on with his life. We talk probably two or three times a month and uh you know but it has been beneficial for me understanding the struggle and, and taking the stance that i take it has in 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 that if it's going to be a part of my legacy that i actually was open-minded and and enough of a human being to say you know what i give a damn then yeah it's been very beneficial mm-hmm. but but as far as what it's done for me as far as like opportunities no because white the, the white people will shut you the fuck down in a lot of places. You know, it was like we was talking, uh, me and a friend of mine was talking on here the other day about the political spectrum. You got two old white guys who are running for president, and that's our choices. <laughs> you know, there, there's like, I don't know. There's a lot to be said there, which I won't get into all that, but I, I will say this. No, it, it hasn't in a sense, but in a sense it has. I mean, uh, there was a lot of places that so and, and like, do you, this, do you think that people like, try to deny this country don't want to like they don't want like white people in this country don't want to see like black people have their own because I was having a discussion uh, last night with a black person and I raised the question like. Um, is it safe to say that like it's almost illegal for black people to unify and and become successful and self sufficient here in this country, and like using history as a as a burden of proof of that, like a uh, black Wall Street right. and things of that nature. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, right, right. You know, there will be there's that argument like, oh well, black people are lazy. Why don't they do this or why don't they do that? But there's a history of us doing such things and there's consequences and repercussions just even. Well, it's always so been, it's always been and, tore um, back down. It's always been tore yeah, that, back that, down. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, you know, um, like yeah. um, black business owners having successful businesses like around the nation and the clan coming and 
burning their business down right. and killing that person for for their success. Well, you know what I mean? Right. And and and, and I get, I feel where you're going going there. And you know, it's like this. I've seen that from from different perspectives too. You know, my wife, uh, my ex wife, was uh, biracial, and uh-huh. you know, I seen I seen how people on both sides treated her. And it just it blew my yeah, mind. Yeah, we're talking about like, a no. level of like a level of success because there's there hasn't. Oh, been I know, life. I know what you're saying. Uh, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like she, 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 even her though is what I'm trying to tell you is like she, she worked her ass off and put herself through college and everything, right? And like I know of several different times that she worked her ass off to to uh, to get a you know basically be promoted in her position at work. She worked at a hospital, by the way. And, uh, which was under a lot of, you know, they had a lot of government funding and stuff and she was working her ass off and should have been promoted and was in line to be promoted. And like, it was weird because like all of a sudden she got dropped back down to the bottom of the day. I'm like, why in the hell, you know, she's smarter. She's faster. She's got the experience why would they not promote her like this and, and come to find out it was just because there was a couple of people above her that, for you know, I, one of the guys actually said it to me, which was a bad mistake because I, I almost went to jail over it. But he told me, he said, well, he said, yeah, but he said, that's not the image we're trying to put out there for, for, you know, people holding stock and that, like, what the fuck? So, so you don't want somebody who's smarter and better and more equipped and more experienced at doing the job. You would rather have somebody that looks a certain way, you know, and I and I think that's that's, you know, like you was talking about people building small businesses up and and the KKK coming and burning, burning, not just their businesses, but like you know, the houses they burnt down or the churches they bombed, you know, shit like that. So, like, would I you, think would you like I think it's it almost safe to say that it's like almost illegal for black people to unify in this country and and do for themselves because history shows that when, when that happens, like, so like with that being said, like, is it, is reparations actually like a, a a topic of discussion that should be talked about? Like, I feel like white people may be against black people getting reparations because like without, without black people here or they're being separated and having their own, now it puts, certain white people in a position where the black people used to be and there's no one else to well, like you, you got to look at it this on. way you got to look at it this way though bro there was a they don't know i don't know how much you know about like have you ever studied like the native american people Absolutely. Like, I mean, what really okay so let's just let's just say this hypothetically the native american people were the model for what they've always tried to do with the black people. Now just just follow me for a minute because it gets kind of murky, but I think you'll see the point I'm making. The Native American mm-hmm. people were took and, and herded up into groups and given small pieces of land and told to govern, govern, govern themselves, and they, was, they weren't given any aid or any help from the government whatsoever just because they wanted to govern themselves. And I, I think that's kind of what they've tried to do with the, the, the African-American in this country. They have tried to 
like, you know, they want to talk all this shit about, we want you to grow. We want you to do this for yourself and that and other. No, but, I, I and, honestly you know, believe it. I honestly believe that same exact thing. And I, I've, I've actually yeah. said that too. Like it'll come to a point like where they, they, they will be willing to give black people reparations, but it'll be once the black population yeah. is so small here yeah. that it is the native American yeah. population. Yeah. They'll give you, they'll give you something like they'll give you like the ghetto part of town. And shove you in there, say, okay, if you, if we give you this, then we're not gonna, you know, help you anymore, and this, that, and the other. And I, and I feel like the Native American was the 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 model for that because it was successful for them. You know what I mean? You look at the history books, like the people that write the history books back, like when I was growing up, were the winners. Like you mean when you say it was you successful, like was it successful for the Native Americans or for? No, no, no. It was successful for the people that did it. It was successful for like it was successful for the government because they took all their land. They stunted their ability to grow for a number of years and they alienated them. They stuck them in a little hole over here where they didn't have to deal with them. Then they didn't have to worry about them growing and, and coming back and 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 overthrowing that government. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's what they try to do with the African-American. They want to, to cut them off put them in a box over here where they can, they can't grow, but they can shut them up. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's yeah, all, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of like the, the ghettos and everything now. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like it's the fear ghettos driven. and the ghetto size and yeah. Major. Well, it, but I mean, like with that being when, said, it, when, like, they, they make it look like, go ahead. When does the government and, and to really think about this, man, when does the government really give a shit about, the black American. What's the one time they really give a shit about the black American? All of a sudden they're, they're the black Americans best friend. Yeah, when it comes to this. voting or when, uh, exactly. Yeah. When it comes to exactly. voting and then when, uh, like shit like this happens, I feel like, yeah, you know, like yeah. the George Floyd thing was one of those things that it kind of scared them on how a riot or something could turn out. So, like the rioting, yeah. when the rioting started, I remember saying like, "That's like, there's white people out there that's breaking shit and burning shit down." Like black people were protesting, literally like in the street protesting, looking over to the left and right, watching these like young, like young twenty to thirty oh, year yeah. old white people breaking. Yeah, and like I've seen several. Shit. I've seen several videos out there. I something I was talking to a friend of mine about the other night. We were both cracking up because. And not because the situation in itself is funny, but because of this level of stupidity, you know, that people are exhibiting. We were watching it and, and they were uh, 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 concerning Antifa. And everybody's yeah, talking all this the shit. Well, you get out there and look. Huh? Do what? I said, whatever happened to the. You know, that, Antifa was a hot topic when the George Floyd thing. You know, I'm here in Minnesota, so that, like when the George Floyd thing had taken off, like I got to experience it here live and in the flesh. And right. like even the coverage of it, it was um, it set off something that was like it did seem not all as real here as it was on national news. Like it was definitely, it was definitely real when it was right. here, but. The way they the coverage it was wrapped up by Sunday night, like Sunday night, the you know the right. but like in other cities that shit did not last just three or four days or a weekend. It really impacted right. and, other and, cities in America. 
and that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, I watched some videos of Antifa and these weren't like made by the press or anything. These were like people with their phones showing what was really going on. And what was funny to me mm-hmm. was a lot of the people that were like hitting people with shit and throwing shit on people and breaking out windows with bricks was a bunch of young white kids. Yeah, that's you know? exactly that's exactly what it was. Like the the looting and everything took off. Like there's the black people and white people in the looting, but like the 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 whole thing kicked off with the the like there was like a lot of shit that was broken before shit started getting like broken into and ran through. Oh yeah. And so like yeah, I just no thought doubt. that was weird. You know what I'm saying? Because black people ain't right. just about to like yeah we'll tear some shit down, but we're honestly yeah we're gonna go. I was gonna burn all of that shit. There's like, what's the point in not taking it if you're gonna burn it down anyway? Right. You know what I mean? So, well, one one of the <laughs> things I found comical though is like on uh, MSNBC, there was one of their reporters that was standing in front of, like, not directly in front of it, but like you could see it in the background, like the whole this whole th- row of buildings was on fire. Of course, you know they're all made side by side. You know how shopping centers and stuff like that are made. And like the whole uh-huh. fucking thing is burning. Like the whole sky's lit up because of this massive amount of burning going on, right? And the guy is standing there literally with this in the background saying it's it's an otherwise peaceful protest day and you know, there's really nothing going on here that's that bad. I'm sitting there like, dude, the whole fucking <laughs> thing is on fire behind you, people running back and forth. <laughs> I seen it you know, I seen a dude come through hauling ass with this big tv you know and and i'm like okay so there's nothing really going on but yet you know everything's on fire and people are running everywhere screaming and shit and throwing shit but there's nothing you know it's peaceful (laughs) you know i was like fuck i feel bad for the people that live in those areas like my friends that live up in louisville man i feel bad for them because there's been many nights up there that fever pitch, and they were afraid to go outside, black or white, just because there was shooting going on. There was shit going on. I mean, the shit was real. But, like, the news coverage didn't even really do it justice at all, you know. And, and that's all I was saying to begin with. It's like violence begets more violence. If we've learned anything in this country over all the years, it, it, that's one true and present fact every day. The, the violence begets more violence. But the sad thing is, and like, with that, with that being almost, said, too, though, like, why is it that, like, yeah, like, why is it that, you know, like, why is it just that, like, in order for, you know, the black people in this country to have their voices heard, like, they have to pose a, a threat in such a way, like, rioting and blowing shit up and like right. the actual fear of how old are you start the like how old are you 29 29 okay do you i don't know do you remember anything about the riots in la back uh during the rodney king yeah, the rodney king yeah, yeah. it was whooping motherfuckers in that one like see like yeah, see the well, george the floyd thing, thing would have would have see that's what i feel like they, they remember that and they were afraid of that and they got in front of that and so, like, that's where, like, the whole Antifa and the, the young white crowd and, and, like, Black Lives Matter and, like, all these corporations are just like, oh, we're sorry, we're going to be more inclusive and all of this and all of that. Like, right. So, like, with that being said, like, 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 it can't just be a George Floyd thing that has changed their minds and made them see something 
different. You know what I mean? Because we've right. all been seeing the same thing. We know the history of this country. So, like, why why is it that, like, white people are so quick to deny or just, like, disassociate with the truth here, even though, it, even though like, different. they feel like maybe it doesn't affect them? I think fear? it's just, I don't think it's, I, I think it's fear. I think it's fear all the way around. I think, you know, we're taught, everybody, black, white, or, or brown, we're all taught to fear, like, you know, how, how they used to tell us, like, uh, you know, we want people to ask questions now. We want you to educate yourself on stuff now. We want you to be, you know, you got this whole woke movement and this whole open-minded thing. And, and yet they give you more reasons to fear that than they do to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you take, for example, somebody will take like Martin Luther King, for example, Martin Luther King mm. was woke before woke ever existed. And Martin Luther King had a solid message and a good message and he did some good things. And what did it do? It cost him his life. You know what I'm saying? Like he was literally it only cost killed. him his life when he switched his message up. You know what I'm saying? Like his right, I get that. Was, I, but I'm and saying, like as a, as a 29 year old and watching back on that, like the civil rights movement, I never really understood, um, you know, the nonviolent movement. And when we're watching clips and things of the 60s of people being nonviolent but being oppressed while being nonviolent. You know what I mean? They, oh, they, they definitely don't brutalized. push the history of the, the 40s and the 50s that led up to the 60s because that was why he was. Well, even in the 60s, violent. even in the 60s, how many of those peaceful protests did you see? Like, and I hate to even give them Aaron a jug, but how many of those peaceful protests back in the 60s? And, and I don't even know that they really reported on it so much, but like there would be people like KKK would come into those peaceful protests and, and murder those people in the streets or, you know, follow exactly. them home. So like, that's what I'm now. saying. Like the, the nonviolent, the nonviolent movement was, it just didn't make sense to be nonviolent, to, to preach nonviolence to people that are being nonviolent, but they're, they're being right. oppressed. They're, they're being, being victimized. You know, violence is being perpetrated. Yeah. Because they, they yeah, killed yeah. him towards the end of his life when he was, talking about a whole a whole another type of talk you know what i mean right and like they never right. mentioned but what i'm saying is King. right but what what i'm saying is how many people are as fortunate as you to really educate themselves enough to know those facts and in, instead what messages they're getting is if you if you have a dream in this country and it don't align with what so-and-so over here wants then you're going to get x'd out you know what i mean it's just like, like I said before, it should never have come to a place in this country to where the only time your voice can be heard is if shit just blows up, you know, like George Floyd, George but Floyd. But I mean, like what, what fear, what fear does, man. like what fear does, uh, does people have in, uh, in like calling for a conviction for George Zimmerman when the Trayvon Martin thing happened? You know, like that was like one of those things where we all seen what happened. We we're all watching that had the shoe been on the other foot, like the perspective would have been different it's, it's the, the other side. But. It's the idea. It's not like a, a physical fear, but it's like the idea that you're not going to be, okay, I'll put it this way. Like we've got this whole cancel, cancel culture thing going on. Like it's the fear hmm. that so-and-so is not. Hmm. 
Can you still there? I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Like, it's messing with me for some reason. Hold on. I think it's my headset. But anyway, what I was trying to say before it cut me off is like, it's the fear that you're going to be canceled out. It's the fear that this one won't like me or I won't get, you know, I can't. Like, uh, I've noticed it a lot in politics. Like, politicians will be about something and be for something as long as it benefits their political gain and helps them get office. But if at the minute somebody says, well, that's not going to get you voted in, then they'll change their stance. You know what I mean? It's just like a, a yeah, so, it's so like, a, like what fear does uh, white America have of being canceled out by a black America? Do what now? I was trying to hook my headset back up. I said, no, I said, what fear does white America have of being canceled out by black America? And like, I don't know what's going on with this thing. The they African don't. American also, uh, they yeah, don't. The African American makes up such a small part of the population. Right. Like, I don't right. see why um, there's such a big emphasis on. On. Black I'm saying it's a fear. It's, it's it's the fear that the white people have within the circle of white people. It's not. It's you know. It's like this. I put it this way. It's kind of like. Um, I heard a guy say a while back, he said, you know, I was Democrat for many, many, many years until I started researching and started looking at it. And he said, and the only time that the Democratic populace really cared about black people at all, it seemed like it was during election time. You know, and he said there were things they they would say and do behind the scenes that they would never say and do out public because they didn't want to lose that vote. You know, and then there was there was this white guy that wouldn't sign this into legislation, not because of the fear of the black people, but he was afraid that the white people wouldn't would you know he would lose the political ground, he would lose his standing. You know, mm-hmm. you get what I'm what I'm trying to say. It's just like it's it's a yeah, fear. I get exactly what you're saying. But you know, to me, to me, and this is just me, but to me, the issue of life. Period is worth more than anything I'm ever going to gain. I don't care if I gain a damn thing. I'm going to be me. And if, if I'm going to have a legacy to leave behind, I'd rather it be, Hey, you know, he didn't have shit. He didn't get nowhere in life, but he stood for something real and he never changed. And I, unfortunately there's not a hell of a lot of, I can respect that. that. Huh? I said, yeah, I, I can respect that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I told somebody, my message has always been we can find so many reasons to hate each other. And if you're looking for a reason to hate somebody, you can find it real easy. Why can't we find one reason to love each other? Just one and build on that platform, build on that that one little thing, that common ground and go from there because we're being divided as a country now because we're being told to find reasons to hate each other. And I just, you know, I've, I'm 40, I'm 43 years old. I have spent a majority of my life seeing every kind of hate that you can think of. And I just, I'm sick of, it. you know, I mean, and, and here's my thing about the reparations. I think that it, it really, a lot of shit has to be said and it has to be, you have to have people who are intelligent enough 
and compassionate enough to sit down at that table and have that conversation. And most of the people that we have trying to have that conversation now ain't the right people to do it. I mean, you ain't going to, you ain't going to do it. I don't think with, with a Donald Trump in office. And I don't think you're going to do it with a Joe Biden in office. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think it's got to be, I think so much of that should be turned over to the people themselves to decide what the reparations should be because it was them who went through it and were victimized. I don't think a, a white guy with an ink pen sitting in an office somewhere who's never had a struggle in his life should be the one ultimately making that decision. You know? Very true. I mean, I think that, you know, when you talk in, in the realm of reparations, it should be, you know, okay, let's say we're, we're, I'm assuming we're talking about reparations for the black community, right? So yeah. why shouldn't it be left to the black leaders and the people of those black communities to decide what is the right reparation to be made. Why not let them sit down and do that? Because that's the way it should be as opposed to what they did with the native Americans. They didn't get a choice. And they were told, this is what you'll get. And you'll be looking to get this. And that's what, that was it. So like in, in the realm of reparations, like you would think that like maybe even uh, the racist white people, like the, the real racist white supremacists, like, do they want to like do they want to just like you think they would be for black people getting reparations too just to get them away from them get them out of their society if they thought that was the ultimate outcome because wouldn't that be what they've been fighting for anyway but i'm like this but fuck that that's, that's you know, what why give saying. them anything why give them anything they want as far as those you know like you're you're talking about like the, the the KKK and stuff. Why give them what they want? I mean, should they really? I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that the black. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about necessarily like giving them what they want, but I, I'm just saying like why it wouldn't be something that they would be into too, as far as uh, not having to hear the cries and the struggles of black people anymore. Oh yeah, they oh, can be reparated. Dude, you know, and out dude, of their you know society. As well as I do. You know, as well as I do, they would be all, at least for the minute, they would be all about that. And you know that. I mean, look look at what their ultimate goal has always been. You know, and that what, what would that do, though? I mean, if, just say that happened. What would that do? That would put even more limitations on the black man or the black community. And that would work in their favor, would it not? That, um, that's what I'm limitations huh? I said limitations how? Like what limitations would it put on the black community? It, well, I mean, if you stuck them in a box like they did the Native American people, uh, you know, if you, I'm just saying, like, if you pulled all, you know, you put, you say, okay, we're going to give you all this land, and you have your own community, you govern yourself, but like you're no longer entitled to any kind of government help whatsoever. You know, I mean, that's going it, to, it's, it's like starting, it's like starting a country by yourself. You know, I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying like, look what it did to the native American people, like drugs and alcohol ate them alive. They were povertyized beyond belief. It's only within the, what the last 20, 25 years, they've actually started, kind of building something 
like structural for themselves that they, they've actually started building. So like they started building colleges, they started, uh, educating, you know, they started having doctors and lawyers. They, uh, I think one of the major sources of income and one thing that's changed things for the native American people in large part is they started building and buying casinos, you know, on their lands that the government couldn't touch. But it took all those years to do that. You know, we're talking about like back as far back as, as after the, right after the trail of tears that these treaties were signed into place. And from there till just 20, 20, 25 years ago, that's a long fucking time to be, you know, and, and look at what's happening in black America. You know, like you were talking about before you were talking about, yeah, they would, they would give you the, the, like, like I said, they would probably give you the ghetto part of town. I mean, they're, they're probably not going to give up their best of their best. What, you know what I'm saying? They're not going to give up their gated community. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to give you what they can and stick you in a corner in a box because they figure, okay, well, we'll do this and it'll pacify them. It'll shut them up and they're never going to go anywhere. I, to me, that's not enough. I mean, it's just, you know, all I'm saying is let the black community and the leaders of the black community decide what reparations should be made and if they're enough or not. Instead of having a bunch of white people sitting somewhere saying, okay, let's broker a deal and try to monopolize the situation by saying, we'll give you this and we'll give you that and that's it. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to make sense on what I'm saying. It's just, it's, it's in my head. It's just hard to articulate. <laughs> I I I live this way. I don't feel like, you know, reparations is such a, it's a hot button issue for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. And for me, all I'm saying is, is I don't see where the black community should settle for a bunch of people sitting in a room who never felt it, don't know what it's like. Like even down to myself, like I've got black friends. I married a biracial girl. I had a biracial stepson. I've seen it from a lot of different angles. Here's the thing. I still couldn't tell you what it's like to be a black man because I've never been a black man. So would it be okay for me to sit down and decide what reparations should be made to the black man? No, not at all. But I mean, reparations has been a talk that's been on the table since, uh, you know, since the end of slavery. So we, we've oh, definitely yeah. had leaders uh, in discussions for it and what we think it should be. They they talk about there not being the money, but we we watch all these trillions of dollars be pumped into the economy out of nowhere. So it is possible well, to, but the same way they pull that money out of nowhere, who pull that money out of nowhere. Well a guy a guy had mentioned to me before what the actual the original reparation was back in the day it was like what was it i want to say 40, 40 acres of mule yeah yeah that was, so, that was I something mean, you, that that like it wasn't agreed on but that was a promise that was made right and like even with that even with that like though all that acreage in that land they they gave that away to to other immigrants right but I mean, th- that was one point that I made with him. I said, okay, 40 acres and a mule. Let's think about this for a minute. Just say that promise had been fulfilled. Can you imagine the the difference in the landscape today? Absolutely. You know, and then, and then you look back, 
you look at back at the fact that that promise wasn't kept and what the landscape is now. And that's why that promise wasn't kept. I feel like is so, so it would be the way it is, you know, but you ask the average white person, they're like, I don't know what they're crying about. I don't know what they want from me. I didn't have a slave. I don't you know, all these. And I'm like, they were promised at the end of this horrible period in their history. They were promised and they didn't get it. And like you said, it was given away to other people. I said, you know, had the landscape, had it been different, had the promise been kept, the landscape would have been completely different. Completely. No, like I'm saying, like for the for the for the average white American, like what is it about just that, like the lives and everything? Because at this at the end of the day, I feel like that is coming back to haunt this whole country to be able to allow some of these lives and everything to go by unnoticed and nothing be done about it or to ignore the cries. Now the average white American is crying out, and nobody nobody's trying to hear that. Right. Well, the, the the funny part is when you look at it as a whole, people aren't people don't want to accept the fact that some really stupid shit and some really bad shit has happened in this country, and there's a price that's got to be paid for it, and it's coming about. And like you said, it's haunting this country now. It's coming back, and, and karma. You know, I. I People's told me for years, karma is a bitch. Karma is a bitch. And I believe it will always come back. And now it is. And instead of people coming to the table saying, okay, how can we make things right? How can we do this? How can we all come together on this and make this right? <laughs> you got, unfortunately, you got a majority of people saying, well, I didn't have anything to do with, it. you know, that blamability shit. You know, you, you know, none of the original people are probably alive now that had a whole lot to do with the, the original promise not being kept. But you know what? There's been generations on generations after those people that could have kept that promise or at least tried to. Right. I mean, that's all that's all I can say about, it, you know. But then, you know, and it's what I told a friend of mine, I said, you know, look at the Native American. People. I'm mostly Native American or a large part Native American. And like I told him, I said, had the promises that were made to them been kept, it would have been a much different situation. So there's there, you, and you're absolutely right. There's a lot of promises been made in this country that have not been kept. And there's been no effort to keep them that people want to just sweep under the rug and blame it off on somebody else until it shit blows up and gets real. And then all of a sudden they have to pay attention to it. And then it's like, well, let's just do this. Let's just do this to shut them up or calm the situation. And we'll blame something so like, else later. We had, uh, we had talked earlier about like the riots and stuff. Like, so do, so would you say it's out of order for these oppressed people to be burning down businesses or people that have nothing to do with it or anything of that nature? Because like we all know if this was, if the shoe was on the other foot, and this was white America with these cries for this long that they would they would be in the streets with their guns and shit would get messy real fast. Right, like, right. Like well, white people would be all 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 for a revolution. You know what I mean? And so the fact that 
you know, like if it if it was, it's like one of those things. Like if it was me, I would do, I would be like this. But it's not them; it's someone else. And it's like they're not. It's not they're, that they're not. I just believe like they refuse to want to be able to empathize with with um, a person in that position. But if it was them in that position, they would be killing shit left and right. Oh, bro! Like you it would know, be that. an American revolution, you know, absolutely. I think I think it's you know. I think it's this way. Like I said, when we were talking about it to start with, like I told you, I feel personally, I feel like it's a travesty when it takes that to be heard. You know, I think that should be something that, that the government itself and that, that white people in general should be waking up to. Why does it take something so horrendous for the black person to be heard when all the black person really wants in the end is to be heard? Instead of being, you know, instead of being silenced, instead of being shoved off in the corner, uh, you know, why do they got? So why, why, they, why, why, like, why do you think that the average, the average American don't want to hear the the voices and the cries? Like, why, why do they want to wait until it gets to be so catastrophic to actually listen? And then when they're listening, it, it's to the same things that that were being said and being talked about before. It's not like it's a whole new topic. That well, because this is, right. Well, because, you know, you were, I'm sure you remember being a kid, right? Yeah. And like we were told to clean our room that, you know, we had to clean our room before we could do this or that or the other. And we put it all for like our homework. Even We would put it off to the last minute, right? Because it was just easier to put it off to the last minute. And then all of a sudden we got this massive amount of shit and we're failing class and we're going to have to face mom and dad or whatever because of it. But at the moment, it seemed like it was easier to put off. And then all of a sudden, when we're faced with it, we're like, oh, shit, how do I get out of this? You know, what kind of deal can I cut to get out of this? So I see what you're saying, man. And it, that's the thing. That's the problem. They've had this attitude that it's easier to just not talk about it. It's easier just to, to shrug it off and not deal with it right now. We'll deal with it later. And what they don't realize is by the time later rolls around, you got cities burning down. You got people killing each other, and you got more hate than you've ever had, just because everybody wanted to just ignore it and hope it went away. And that's how I feel like they've done it for years. They tried to ignore it, and I really do think they thought if they ignored it long enough, it would just go away. And but, so, like, you know, where, what, like, what outcome do you see this having? Oh man, civil war! In like the, yeah. I mean, we're because seeing the we're seeing the outcome that it's having. We're seeing, how much you know? Tell me one time in your life. You're how old now? Twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine. Okay, tell me one time in your life that you have seen as much hate and divisiveness as you see in this country right now, on so many different levels. You can get shot. You can get right. shot. You can get shot if you're a Republican. You say you're a Democrat. You can get shot if you're a Democrat. Uh, I mean, you can get shot if you're a Republican, and you tell somebody you're a Republican, and you get shot. If you're a Democrat, you can tell somebody you're a Democrat and get shot. When have you ever seen this level of animus ever? Like I'm 43 well, years old. Say, I, I can't say. I can't say it to to that extent to where you know over Republican and Democrat, but. For the for the most part, I've seen people pull each other out of, of a black individual growing up, then 
like gives, it's not a lot different in the violence and the discrimination that, that we're seeing. All we're seeing is the the white media like it's like it's more in on it and and not necessarily yeah, they're not necessarily like it's like they're they're capitalizing off of it. It's not even that anything yeah, is getting done about it or anything like that. Big right. corporations it's are being used coming to terms it's with being uh, used. It's a divisiveness and it's being used. You know, like, like I'll give you an example too, like the whole thing with um, what was the guy's name, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick took a knee, uh, and, and I don't know anything much about him. I hope that what he took a knee for, he really does believe in it, really did it for those reasons. But regardless of what it, what it was done for, what it was about, look at what it blew up into. You know, and it became immediately it became divisive and polarizing for all the wrong reasons. And it moved further away from the original point that was trying to be made. And now you've got it happening in the NBA. It's just it to, to me it's like this. It it's you know, it's it's like there's a group of people trying to say that the black people don't have any reason to 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 say anything or be upset. And they're trying to just hush it out. And then the media takes and, and they try to make it divisive and utilize it. And then you got the Democrats every four years and Republicans, too. It's both sides. Every four years, they utilize it as something to get elected on. I mean, and, and, and the problem is not going away. The problem is festering and getting worse and worse and worse. So but what, I don't like, see what do you it. Think the outcome of the, this next election will be because I definitely see. Either way, like whoever wins, there's probably still going to be unrest, protest. Oh, it's going to be a war. It's, it's going to be a war. It's going to be violent no matter what. And that's that. And we have done that as and I say we as a country have, have allowed this shit to go on. And that's what we're going to end up with. And I look at it this way. I don't I don't care who gets elected. I think it's going to be pandemonium either way. I think it's going to be a, a freaking war at our feet either way, brought to our front doors, regardless of where we stand. And I think that, you know, I think it's karma. I think we have allowed so much of this shit to go on for so long, and people are so fucking tired of it. Now it's going to blow up into something that's going to pancake everybody. And it's sad. Like I said before, it's sad that it would take – it, it's sad that it takes burning a building. It's sad that it takes somebody dying to bring this conversation about. But what's sadder than that is that no matter how far it goes, no matter how many times the conversation's brought up, nothing's ever really done. There's no definite change. You know, no, we I mean? got a we got a comment. Let me tap into this comment right quick. All righty, man. Yo, hello, gents. This is Oscar. Congratulations. About half hour more to go. Make sure you log off before midnight PST so your points can count. Congrats. Right on. Okay, okay. Fun stuff. Yeah, like, I don't even... Yeah. That, uh, that point too awesome. Right, right. But, but you, I mean, you get what I'm saying, though. It's just like it's sad that it takes all that, and it's sad that even though it takes all that, still nothing ever gets done, not really. You know, well, like, I just, like as as a as a black person, we knew that this is what it would take. You know, we've been holding off because 
it's it's either way it's it's like a lose lose situation. But at the same time, like you'd rather you know you'd rather go out on your feet fighting than you know on your knees begging. Right. It's just like right. almost to that point. And like and the point is, is like there should never co- be in this country or. Do do white people look at black people or minorities in this country as a country member, as an American? I think I think more do now than ever have, but still, there's you know there's still those that don't, and I think a lot of that's even in your higher ups, like in your political people up there that really don't. They just look at them as a voting tool. And, and you think about this yeah, too. I say that because like if, say if I they allow the oppression to go on in this country to the black people, it just opens the window for them to be oppressed too. And now that's right. kind of why I think like there's a whole, you know, this like effort or this um, media propaganda like campaign to have unity and equality and all of this other stuff. Like, yeah, but you got to lay the foundation, and you got to do shit to bring about equality and unity. You can't just say it and then not do anything about it. And that's what we've become good at as a nation. We've become good at saying it and never getting anything accomplished. Which is why we have what we have and going so like, on. With that being said, like, do we? Do we? Yeah, like with that being said, it like, like don't like don't we like damn near have to burn it down and start all over? Pretty much. You know, look look at it this way, man. How many countries are out there that overthrew their government, pretty much burned their country to the ground and started over before they seen any change? And I hate to say that. I don't want to see that kind of shit happen because, you know, it's like this. You know, the one thing about war that's always been is there's casualties in every war. It's just a sad realization it's just a sad truth that goes with the word war and it doesn't matter how that war is fought there's always casualties but you know i guess the question that i would have to ask anybody is can we really afford as bad as it is now can we really afford to sit back and allow it to continue on until you know we do something about it to where there's no other option but to burn it all down and start over And I think well, like, what, what, so, what do you think so, that, that we could do right now that like that would take you know that life so that we wouldn't have to burn it down and completely start over? I, honestly, I think reparations is a beginning. I think taking this shit seriously for a change instead of just trying to pacify the situation or sweep it under the rug is definitely a big start. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think it's going to take a part, a large part of the communities involved to make this shit happen. And again, uh, and I'll go back to this and I'll, I'll tell you this uh, 10 years from now. I think that you cannot have a group, uh, you cannot have a room full of white people making those decisions. It don't work. It never worked. And yeah, I mean, there were black leaders that were brought in and sat down and everybody had conversation and, and had lunch and, and, you know, we heard you and we care and we're listening and then not a damn thing was done about it. Nothing ever came from it. I think now what needs to happen is you need to put those black leaders in a room and say, look, this is this is what we want. And this shit ain't going to stop and it ain't going to change until we get it. 
instead of being like before where people were pacified and said, okay, we'll give you 10 more years, see what you do. Fuck that. You know, it's, it's time for real change. It's time to make real change. And I'm with you on that. If it ain't going to happen organically, then it needs to be forced because how many years has the black community sat back? Like you said, you guys always knew it was coming. You sat back and waited and, and hoped and, and tried to make changes in a different way and it's just not coming. So now you got to take a stance and actually do something about it. Because why? Because you entrusted it to the wrong people to be done and it ain't being done. And everybody's tired. And like I said, no matter what I know, no matter how I feel, no matter how compassionate a person I am, no matter how much, how many black friends I'll ever have, I'm never going to be a black man. So I don't know really what a black man struggle is like he does. And I can't imagine what it would, I can't imagine what it would be like, but, but like you said, I can tell you this, if it was me, then you're damn right. I'd be out there burning shit down if that's what it took to be heard. And they can't nobody blame that on nobody. That's, 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 probably, it is. that's probably why you would say, like, I can't imagine what it'd be like because, you know, like, America wouldn't tolerate that. Like, there's already smaller shit happens to white America and, you know, the NRA or, you know, all types of groups would be out with guns. With, oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And, like, that, it's just not one of those things that, but at the same time, to sit back and watch it happen to someone else just opens the door for it to happen to you too. Like, like, well, what was, what was the old saying? Coming. Well, what What's was the, what was, what was the old saying that, uh, um, oh man, I wish I could remember. I used to have that shit in my head all the time, you know, for, for good, when good men do nothing or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I it's like, it's like, that's worse than what, what they're watching happen just because they right. failed to do anything about it. And I get what you're saying, man. And I agree a hundred percent on that. It, 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 but again, like I told you, when you asked me why I thought that was, it's very clear to me that it became easier to just ignore it and hope it went away and, and do that kind of thing. But even that at, at some point ends that, that shelf life is gone. And then you're faced with a bigger problem than you would have had if you'd have just done the right fucking thing and dealt with it from the start. Right. Let's uh let's tap in real quick. We got a comment waiting. The wall, whatever Trump has built. <laughs> they want to open the borders and just let anybody in. And they want you to pay for their health care. They want you to send illegals to college and they want you to pay for it. They want to defund your police. Put criminals out of prison. And then take away all your guns and leave you defenseless. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, you know, man, that that goes back to what my friend Northstar was saying. You know, you sit back and do nothing about something for so long until it opens the door for you to start experiencing it yourself. Okay, so I mean, uh, yeah, I, that's all I'm going to say on mm-hmm. that. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, look at it this way. If, 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 uh, if you don't want a communist country, then you don't act communist. It's that simple. And if you sit back and allow people to be treated bad and shit to happen that shouldn't be happening, 
you're opening the door for more shit to happen to everybody. You know? Yeah, I like I, I like I was definitely um like when it comes to I I really think like the hot topic should and probably is the the vaccines and those being mandatory, but it's yeah. kind of like a cover up with uh with the you know the divisiveness that's going on because oh, yeah. that is not something that that like I think Americans of any nationality or background is going to be open to. But we sat no. back for many years and watched them do this to third world countries and infect people with shit. And, and we know what they're capable of. We know how how much corruption and like every every agency, every, you know, major corporation, the level of corruption, we've known this all the time, the politics and the corruption in it. And now it's just like, we haven't said anything or done anything. Now they want to poke us with the needles. Now, you know what I mean? They want to. Well, I look at it this way. Do all this way. If, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna bottom line it for for the listeners out there. I look at it this way: if you hate a man or would kill a man for the color of his skin, or because he may be different mutants in in some way, then you're a piece of shit. It's just that simple, and Mm -hmm. and that's my that's my opinion alone. I look at yeah, it. I like you guys. You guys are really cool. Thanks for doing this talk. We appreciate yeah, no you. Man. Thanks we appreciate for all our listeners. But on on the the vaccination thing, like you said, that's been coming for a long time. And I feel like the divisiveness is is they use a lot of this other stuff to distract us all from what's really going on behind the scenes. What their next step is in controlling us all. You know, so That's I, you know, true. I can tell you that I ain't taking the, the vaccination. I'll probably starve to death or whatever, but I ain't taking it. You know, uh, I'm I'm right with you on that, and that and that's like that's kind of what I mean. Like Americans, white, black, Hispanic, Jewish, Chinese, it doesn't matter. Like what, like in this country, I don't think that that's something that I think we'd all be unified on not getting these. Then uh, Mac, uh, mandatory vaccines the way that they're talking about distributing. Well, one of the best points that I, I, I could ever make on any of this is like an example that, that me and another friend of mine was talking about today. You look back at 9-11. This country, there, when 9-11 happened, like literally that day, there wasn't any black, there wasn't any white, there wasn't any Mexican, there wasn't any anything. There wasn't any gay, there wasn't any straight, there wasn't any religious, there wasn't any Muslims or Christians. We were just fucking Americans. And we were all together. And we were all holding each other, feeling each other's pain. You know what I'm saying? Right. Look look at that one day. Yeah, look at that one day in our history and go from that day to where we are now and how divided we are now we're worse off than, than some of those countries that we went in and tried to supposedly tried to help. We're more divided than most of those countries. And it's all because I think it's all because of divisiveness. It's all because instead of shit being, instead of people caring about the issues and doing something about them, it's become a, a way of divisiveness and it's been used and utilized for gain to the point to where 
were so divided and nobody gave a shit. Nobody cared that they were dividing us. Do you, do you really expect me to believe that some rich guy, whether he be black or white, sitting up in a gated community with security guards, you know, money in his bank and shit can feed his family and ain't living from check to check or ain't living from hand to mouth. You really expect me to believe that dude really gives two shits about what's going on between us out here in the real fucking world. Cause I don't, I don't at all. So when do they care when something happens and it blows up and somebody gets wind of it, and it makes, it makes news, you know, like George Floyd, how many people would have really gave a shit about that deal had it not hit the media like it did? They wouldn't even known about it. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. Well, like even so, even with that, like if the riots didn't happen the way that they did, I mean, there was a slew of this type of media going on for like the last, you know, 10, 12 years or where, you know, it was like a trendy thing for maybe a week to five days. And then it was... Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was just nothing or back to normal or just the well, next used, one that was killed. But the media just, has been like like making it a, a mainstream type of trendy thing leading up to this point. Like we've uh like this is something that's common in American culture. This is something that black people have known. Like the police will fuck you up, they will kill you. You know what I'm saying? It's common knowledge in this country as a black person. Um right. the relationship with the police. And I'm pretty sure just like kind of with everybody that there's that double standard when it comes to police authority and the black community. So this is oh, yeah. not like it's, um, yeah, it's not like you'd it's have something. to be blind. You'd have to be blind and stupid not to see it. And like with that being said that like, that's, that's it. That's the exact thing. Like, like it's being seen and like, you know, there's a whole campaign of blue lives matter, but that only comes out when black lives matter comes out. Like, like that's a right. that's blatantly you know what I'm saying to counteract right. the right. statement or sediment that black lives matter and that and that sediment only came about from the police killing black unarmed people unjustly right. like it's not it's not that um well, like I watched you know, the it, trial there, of there, the there'll be things that like as black people we know like we know a protocol to carry out with the police, <clears throat> and so like right. there hasn't been too many times where we seen something and we're like oh why would he do that like we know that these motherfuckers are on the edge when they pull us over you know what I mean there hasn't even been that type of scenario like these are just blatantly like blatantly um, reckless killings and like I was talking to someone and they were talking about like you know the officer talking about fearing for their life like that is not a an excuse to kill someone and and especially in that line of duty, like your life is always you signed up for this and your life is always on the line. Like right. you should be able to, you know, with your experience, most of the time when this happens, um, these police do have some experience on the job. Like there is that heightened anxiety and, and somewhat, you know, fear for survival, but you should be able to, you know, identify that type of threat. And not only that, like the you know, the, the, the police system, I'm not for defunding the police at all. Like, I have children. I want them to be safe. If, if something goes wrong, I want them to be able to call the police if they need to. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm definitely not for that, but we can't, um, we can't, like, keep acknowledging 
like where the police stem from, like where their roots lie, where um, their their fraternities lies within these departments and industry and branch of the government. It's like police know that that code of conduct, you know what I mean? And with that code, it has turned that department or that that branch of the government into looking like a like a mob or something like that because you even have black officers that aren't going to speak out against their white officers for unjust things that are being done and that's exactly right. what your job is like regardless if it's an officer or not you know that that just makes it like a, a organized crime syndicate at that point because right. if, if all you have to right. do is get a badge then you can get away with crime then that's like the, the the ultimate gang. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean and and there again that goes back actually it directly correlates with what I was trying to say earlier about the fear. You know, you got black officers who are seeing injustices perpetrated upon their own people pretty much daily and they're afraid to stand up and say anything about it and for various reasons. You know, they might lose their job. They might not get that rank that they're going for. Uh, there might be violence perpetrated against them and their families. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, mm-hmm. it, it, and, and, and again, that goes back to what I said about it's become a situation to where let's ignore it. Let's sweep it under the rug. Let's, let's hide it. Let's do whatever it takes to not have to deal with it head on. And you and I both know, that had these things been dealt with head on to begin with, there wouldn't be this big issue to deal with. Now it wouldn't have gotten so badly out of hand and so much more wouldn't have been done against people, especially the black community to make it so much. I mean, there's just so much anger and so much hostility and so much pain over this and, and it's only because it was never dealt with like it should have been. It should have been put to bed years ago. The, it, it, the original promise should have been kept for starters, but you know, anybody that looks back and, and that's one thing that I will say that I think you'll agree with me on is anybody that looks back and says, you know, well, we, we, we didn't make that promise. We didn't have anything to do with it. We weren't around. We didn't own any slaves and blah, blah, blah. You, I'm sure you've heard every one of those excuses. Here's my mm-hmm. question to those people. Were these promises actually made? Yes, they were. There's proof of that. Okay. So even though the people that made those promises at that point in time didn't keep them, have there not been several generations since that time that could have easily kept those promises? Like you said, this is not like, this is not a, a, a conversation that has just been brought up in the last year. This right. is a conversation that's, that's been plaguing this country since the, the, the days of slavery. You know what I mean? So why, you know, I, I'm like you on that. I, I'm with you on that. Actually. Why? Does everybody want to act like this is just some new thing that pops up? Because it's not. And it's getting worse. And every time it comes to a boiling point and everything blows up, it gets worse. More people die. More hate is bred. And then you got more division. And then you got more divisiveness going on. And it just gets worse and worse and worse until it's going to come down 
to basically a, a, a war. And I would imagine the black community has felt like they've been fighting a war their entire lives. But like the white community hasn't had to face that like, like the black community has. And I think what is probably, uh, sadly enough, unfortunately enough, what it's going to take to get the point across, I think, is when the white community has to face it down. But I mean, you know, I'll just say this. I don't want anybody else to die. I don't want anybody hating anybody. I want it to a peaceful resolution to be made and everybody, you know, it all just be like it should have been years and years and years ago, hundreds of years ago. Unfortunately, you and I both know that's not going to happen. So, you know, I feel like, uh, I I feel like it takes what it takes. And I feel Mm -hmm. like if, uh, if people would rather do nothing about it until it reaches that point, then don't cry about it when it gets there because it is going to happen. And it's happening. Like you said, it's happening more all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be worse than this. This is, this is the tip of the iceberg. I feel like. Because when it really does come down, oh, yeah, it's yeah, not like once, be that, once, that once be the election away. happens, and yeah, once the election happens, and I think like you know what, like we're locked in for however many more years. That's when it's definitely gonna amplify, whichever way the election goes. Like nobody's happy with it, and like we we we, we always talk about only having the two candidates. There's probably more candidates that are not pushed on the 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 screen or anything like that, but they only give us two candidates yeah. because it's going to be one of those yeah. guys, you know, like we, we found That's out what I'm saying. ultimately we're getting the popular vote and like right. still not being put in that seat that the popular vote doesn't put the president in the presidency. So like getting right. out and voting so, you know, doesn't yeah. really actually do anything. And that's what I was pointing at. You know, we're sitting here with two vote, two, two candidates to vote for. And that's all we got. And you look, look back at the Democratic field this year. That was the most I've ever seen. And there were some really viable candidates in that field. Now, somebody told me earlier. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'll put it this way. I have yet to meet anybody personally that has looked at me in the eye and said, yeah, man, you know, I wanted, I wanted uh, Biden to run. I wanted Biden as my candidate. <laughs> Fuck no. That's the truth. Are you kidding yeah, me? That's the truth. I mean, you've got, a, you've got a guy that acts like a spoiled, spoiled rotten rich kid on one side. And now you've got a guy on the other side don't even know where the hell he's at. And you're going to tell yeah, me that's, that's what true. people wanted to vote for? No. Hell no. Yeah, you know, I told to somebody the other day, I... Well, I told somebody the other day, I said, you, a lot of the reason Trump got voted for, he's a celebrity, he was different, he wasn't a career politician, but the biggest key factor is he wasn't Hillary Clinton, because a lot of people are afraid of Hillary Clinton. Even a lot of Democrats voted for Donald Trump because that was their only choice other than Hillary Clinton. You know what I mean? That's like saying they voted Donald Lim because he's this great guy. Fuck no. But... Well, I'm going uh, to go take a break here real quick. I'm going to be jumping on again probably after two. Let these points solidify. Right, <clears throat> I already know I'm in my spot, but we'll go ahead and take a break real quick. If you want to keep going, I'll definitely, I'm definitely opening to keep this discussion going. And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, look, just, just, 
Did you follow me on Instagram? No, I didn't. Is your Instagram connected on here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Follow me on Instagram, and yeah, and when yeah, you go yeah. to get back on or something, man, drop me a message. All right. All right, most definitely. I I I need to take a break myself and get me a shower and all that good shit. <laughs> I've been lazy as fuck right, this yeah, last man. couple of days. Yeah, but, uh, I appreciate you, man. I'm, yeah, I, I'm glad to I'm glad to have somebody to talk to that's got some common sense too. You know, I've met a lot of good people on here, and I can't say yeah, that I can yeah, walk yeah, out in the too. street and find them people. But, uh, yeah, but anyway, man, yeah, holler at me. Hell yeah! All right, but let me know, man. All right, bro. Be safe. Yeah.